This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hulk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, joining us for the opposition view, Ant from the To Hull and Back podcast. Good evening, Ant. How are you? I am fine, guys. How are you? We're all good, mate. All very, very good. All very good, and all looking forward to proper football coming back. None of this Qatar international nonsense anymore. Thank you very much. So, so come Sunday, Hull City will be coming down to uh, to, to Watford, allowing, as I say, proper football to recommence again. But Hull City. How has your season been? You've had a change of manager. Uh, could you give us a kind of just an overview of how your season has been so far and what your hopes are for, for, for Saturday, Sunday? Um, yeah, so I don't quite know what the expectations were for us this season. Um, I think, obviously, I would imagine from the outside perspective, you know, we had a very busy transfer window. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got new ownership. It, it, we were probably going to be one of those sides that were were dark horses for the top six or would suffer, you know, a really bad season because it would all go wrong. But for us, you know, I mean, it's the, the squad needed an overhaul from last season. We had a very League One standard squad and we did very well to stay up last season. And, you know, I think the hopes were this season that we'd can sort of, you know, consolidate mid-table and, and have some sort of platform for next season to then try and push for a top six place. I don't think anyone realistically expected us to be up there this season, but I don't think anyone expected us to be lingering around the same depths we were last season, considering the amount of attacking talent we'd signed this season, you know, fans coming back, the souls back in the club, you feel, you know, fans are coming back into the stadium. Everything was good. We started the season really well. I think we were joint top of the table four or five games into the season. And then, you know, the injury list got a bit too big. We've suffered quite a lot with that. And worst defense in the country tells its own story, which is bizarre because we've pretty much got the same defence as we had last season. But, you know, it's it's a case of us is I think we just tried to bed in too many new players at once. Perhaps maybe the new ownership 
underestimated the quality of the championship and thought, you know, I can bring some high profile players from the Turkish league across and it'll work all fine and dandy. And obviously it has not. And so we'll see what we're like after the, but I think this, this, this month break for the world cup came at a perfect time for us. Obviously we brought Rosinia in, so um, it'll be a good month to, for him to work with the players and see if we're any, any better, hopefully when we come back. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you mentioned there your owner and the Turkish connection. Your, your owner, Akun Ilicali, is it? Or Ajun Ilicella. Oh, look at this. Ilicella. Head of the pronunciation party. Well done. I like that a lot. <laughs> he, he is, from, from, from what I've read, he, he's like described as the Simon Cowell of Turkey, mm. which, which seems an odd thing to be described as. But he, he seems to have got a lot of. Turkish guys across from various different clubs, including obviously our own formerly Erzan Tufan or Turfan, mm. depending on you, you can correct the pronunciation there because you did it so well the first time. <laughs> but also, but also you brought in a player who was previously in the Turkish league, uh, Estupinian, not our previous Estupinian, but a player who's who seems to be pulling up trees for you. Could you tell us a little about the Turkish incumbent and Estupinian, who's Colombian, but until he went to, I think it was Portugal, yeah, he he was playing in the Turkish league. How's that? Going? Yeah, so he's um he came in as one of like the high profile signings that we made. You know, like we made, I think it was about seventeen or eighteen signings. So the the ones that were were genuinely excited about, you saw a lot more on social media from you know, leaks from the club, from from local journalists and things like that. And he was one of those that was, this guy could really transform the team. I think with, with Esther Pinion, I think if if he was in a side that was like Burnley, that will create you a number of chances every game, he'd be a 25, 30 goal a season striker in this league. With us, we don't create that many chances for him. And a lot of his goals have come in, you know, having to work for them himself, where he's harassed defenders to the point where they've made a mistake or he's literally just put himself in the perfect place at the perfect time in the six-yard box, you know, he's a bit of a poacher. He, he he really works for his goals, but we haven't kind of created any clear-cut chances for him on a regular basis, which is frustrating. I, I can imagine for him as well, because he's very isolated. But he is, I think when we get quite a lot of our players back from injury, we get what resembles a full strength, uh, a fully strength, a fully, a fully strong uh, eleven um, that we might be able to then put some chances on a plate for him, so he can put the ball in the back of the net because he does look like he could be the difference between obviously mid-table or a relegation fight. Yeah, because I mean he's got eight goals, I think, according to stats at least, and stats are always uh, eight goals from nineteen games. So he could yeah go go on a bit of a run. What about the other the other Turkish lads who came in? Obviously, Tufan kind of started with a little bit of a um, fanfare because I think he scored on his debut, if I remember. Mm. And we all kind of, you know, a lot of the people who, there's always people who'll be up, upset with the Pozzo ownership. And I'm sure you'll probably have that with with your your guys over there now as well, who immediately somebody scores, goes, oh, we should have kept him. Um, <laughs> how, how has Tufan got on? Because I think he might have had one game, one decent game for us. Other than that, he was a real kind of a, a, a puncture balloon. I think he's got three goals for you, but how's he been over the course of kind of the first 20-odd games of the season? Yeah, so he started the season very well. He looked like he was a class above and that he would be the the the, the prime instigator of you know the chances that were creating and, and chipping with goals every now and again. And then he got his injury and he hasn't quite been the same since his injury. He, he looks to have lost a, a, about a yard or so of pace and doesn't seem as though he's got the desire to to really work hard. But then we had a change in, in, in manager. Obviously, Rosinia came in and yeah. Yeah, I think Dawson did it first when, when Dawson was putting interim charge. Instead of playing him in that number 10 role, they sort of played him a bit deeper and they let him sort of play alongside Siri or Woods. And we saw a different side to Tufan. We saw a side of him that was willing to harass players and, and win the ball back and, and, and be a bit more of a box-to-box player. Because first impressions was he's going to be a bit of a luxury player. He's your classic number 10, doesn't really want to do any of the dog work, but he'll quite happily do you know, a bit of a moment of magic every game. 
But we're starting to see a different side to him. <clears throat> I'm, there is strong rumours that he'll be leaving in January, which would... <laughs> it's, it's a weird one because a lot of the fan base love him. Uh, he played very well in the couple of friendlies we've just had, but it's looking like that they want to recoup the transfer fee we spent for him and Rosini wants to bring his own players in. So I don't know if it's going to be a, ah. um, a, a case of he might be forced out, but there is a lot, there's a lot of strong rumours that we're trying to recoup the transfer fee we spent for him and, nice. and obviously reinvest. But it would be a shame because I do think he's a good player. And I think with, you know, a consistent run of games and, and obviously the, the new style of player that Rosini wants to play, I, I think he could be a good player, but you know, you can't begrudge him if we get a four or five million for him in January either. How is, we, how is it sold to you, Carl, in your kebab shop? The Turkish Messi. I was just going <laughs> to comment to Ant, actually. So, so there's a, a, a kebab shop by me who they know I'm a big Watford fan. And when we signed him, they were going mental. Oh, you've signed the Turkish uh, Messi, blah, 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 blah. After about six weeks, I went back in there. I said, we've signed the Turkish Meze. <laughs> he literally couldn't run. He was awful for us. You've just played two Turkish sides pre-season as well. Uh, sorry, in, in this little break, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. We played Trabzonspor and uh, Istanbul Bas- Basakir. Is that what you spell? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Basakir, yeah. Well, two big sides. Big sides, yeah. yeah. We've got two draws, two one ones. Played well in them, to be fair. I think um, we're starting to see the style of play that Rosini is trying to impose. And like I said, Ozan Tufan, he scored um, he scored the penalty in the second game uh, and it was quite creative in the, in, in the other game too. So it's one of these, I think, if we keep him, I'm happy. If he goes, fair play. You know, we, we, I think the, the entire fan base probably feels that same way because we have we have had games where he's, 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 he's not really put the energy in that you'd want to see as a fan but then he has had games where he has. So it's just that inconsistency, I think. When obviously in the championship, we, we know how much of a demanding league it is. You've got to be on your game all the time or else, you know, you can't afford passengers, can you? And maybe that's probably the nail in the coffin for Rosinia is, is, is he, he wants somebody who's going to work hard for 90 minutes and he can't guarantee that with two fan perhaps. Yeah, I mean, it'd be well, interesting to see how he gets on in the championship because obviously we had him in the Prem and yeah, he just he's not a premiership player, is he really? I don't think he just he looked unfit. He didn't look interested. So when he went back or went somewhere else, it was like happy days for us, really. Yeah. Uh, he went back to Galatasaray, didn't he? And I think you know I would have taken him to the airport, quite honestly. You mentioned there about Liam Senior, who within the game is considered extremely well, extremely mm-hmm. highly. I mean, he he's credited with having having been the architect of a lot of Rooney's kind of you know nearly keeping Derby up against all the odds, etc. So he was he was being looked at by a number of Championship clubs, and you've got it, which I, I would suggest seems good. How's he coming across as a number one now? He's with you guys at home. I absolutely love him. I don't know if it's obviously because we're a bit blinded because he was a player here for over 150 games and he was loved here anyway. But it's it's just the way he speaks. I, I don't know if you've seen him in any of his press conferences so far. The guy just, he, he knows what he's talking about. He's very clear and concise and he does it. He's honest. He doesn't hide behind anything. If we play, if you know, if we played badly, he tells you. If we played well, he'll, 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 he'll say that we could have been better in that sense. He wants more. He wants perfection. He knows the style of play he wants. I feel like he's he's very because he's so recently been a player, he knows that sometimes a player needs an arm around the back kind of thing, just know to support him because Ryan Longman got a bit of abuse in uh, the Huddersfield away game. I think it was, he wasn't, he, he had, he had quite a few poor games for us and he was booed off when he was subbed off and chanted, you're not fit to wear the shirt, all that stuff. And Rosinia, after obviously being appointed because Dawson was in the charge at that time, but Rosinia came in and assured him that he was going to be part of the plans and stuff and brought him into the fold and we're seeing a new Longman. So it's kind of like, you know, he's, he's got that man, man management style as well. But it's honestly just when you listen to him in an interview, I, I want, I'd go to war for him. 
<laughs> he's just so <laughs> he's, he's so motivational in the way he's speaking and I just I'm very excited to see what comes from him because you can tell he's very intelligent he knows what he's doing and like you say he's very well respected in the game and that has to be for a reason it's because you know he's very honest and and, and knows very professional he's, he's supposed to be considered one of the absolute bright young coaches in the game unlike obviously his dad and I, you probably know where where I'm going here mm. uh, his dad um, uh, Leroy Rossinia had a, a management tenure that was even short by Watford average standards right <laughs> he was appointed as manager of Torquay he was 10 minutes into his tenure during the during the press conference and during the 10 minutes the chairman sold the club and Liam uh, sorry Leroy Rossinia was fired yeah. so there, there you go Liam Rossini is pissing all over that. That's all good to hear. That's all good to hear. What kind? What kind of shape are you seeing in these in the in these games now under 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 Liam Rossini? Has he changed the organisational shape of the team? We look more defensively sturdy, which was the absolute prime target that he must have set when he was given the job because we have the worst defensive record in the country. You know, we concede on average two goals a game. Uh, which is a delight for excellent you, 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 to hear <laughs> for you guys. Um, but it's very stressful for us because we need yeah. to score at least two or three a game to get a point. Uh, it's, when, so. it's when Sky turn up and turn around and start talking about great for the neutral. And you go, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, off. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, definitely, we're, we're great for the opposition at the minute, not so much for us. But yeah, he came in and his first two games were two difficult away games. Um, we had Millwall away and Cardiff away, and we came away with a nil-nil draw at Millwall with having ten men for over an hour. And then wow. um, beat Cardiff as well, 3-2. He's playing like a 4-2-3-1, I think it is. You know, he's, he's, yeah. he's got three attacking midfielders that like to swap and interchange with uh, Siri and Woods sitting. We, we don't have much bite in midfield. Our our defensive midfielder and Richie Smallwood was released. Well, yeah, he was released in summer and he's, he's gone down to League Two in Bradford. So I don't know if that's a reflection of the standard of our squad last season. <laughs> uh, and obviously George Honeyman went to Millwall. Yeah. A bit of energy and dynamism in the middle. Um, and obviously bringing in the likes of Tufan, who, who definitely didn't run as much as George Honeyman did. Um, we've kind of seen that we don't control the middle enough. But Suri and Woods have come up with this partnership now where we don't really need that defensive bite in the middle because they're, they're, they're both players that want to be on the ball and, and dictate play and sort of act as those deep-lying playmakers. So, And we know how good Suri can be. You know, Barcelona wanted him at one point. He won the league with Fulham last season. He's a very good player. I don't actually know how we managed to sign him. It all comes down to the owner and his charm, I believe. But, you know, he's he's there sitting. And then we've got Pelkas, uh, the Greek international in the number 10 position with Slater and Doherty or Longman, whichever variation he plays on the wide. But that midfield is very versatile. They can change and people uh, players can play in different positions and we've got good options off the bench, but we just don't seem to create that many chances. But Rosini is coming in now with a, with a bit of a possession-based game. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Here at the famous Sloping Pitch Podcast, we're following the greatest show on earth. But would you like pitch side seats for all the action in Qatar? The heat, the goals, the drama? Well, so would we. But why not join me, Nick Hancock, in Stoke-on-Trent and co-host Chris England in London's SW16. Every game live from England. The famous Sloping Pitch Podcast. We think this tournament could be okay. Sport Social.
Uh, he, he came in straight from the off saying, look, we're going to play this way. We're going to take risks. We're going to make mistakes. The players will have to learn that way. But, uh, you know, we conceded a goal against Cardiff that way where we were trying to play out from the back and we stupidly gave it away in this squad. So that probably, you know, if you press us high, you could probably cause issues for us trying to play out from the back. So this is the guy that didn't cost a pound, Scott Fitzgerald, and this is the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Um, hoping that this month that they've had with him has, has, has sort of helped them try and blend into that style now to eliminate those errors. But they're always going to be there playing out from the back, are they? It's horrible to watch as a It's beautiful to watch as a fan, but you're also sat on the edge of your seat all the time because you're just thinking, oh my God, because you, you know they're getting pressed into a corner and you're thinking, that's it, we're going to concede and you cram your way out of it and your stress levels are up here. But no, I, I can we can see the style of players wanting to bring in. We're excited about what he can do, especially now that a few of the players are coming back from injury. You know, we're desperately missing Alias Manesh and Benjamin Tete they were crucial to the way we attacked and we've really really missed them I think at one point our injury list was at 15 players we signed about five players that we've not even seen play Uh, we signed Adama Traore not the Wolves winger Ladin in oil um, a a Malian midfielder Uh, Salah Ulad Mahand who was a promising youngster from Arsenal who Arteta was very angry about letting go all these players that we've signed that we've not even been able to see him play because we signed them injured and they're still injured. So, you know, we, we've had quite a curse this season and it's it's I think that's been a large contribution to the poor season we've had. Hopefully the players that we've got available at the minute can can try and grind out a result at Watford. It's been a happy place for me, Watford away. I've, I've not seen us lose there. I've only been twice, but it's been happy hunting grounds for me. Are you going Sunday? No, I'm not. Excellent. <laughs> That's good news, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're trying to keep away all curses away. <laughs> don't, we don't do a very good job of that, but never mind. Um, before we get to the predictions for Sunday, just just a quick question, and obviously we saw in the news that, you know, your former owner passed away the other day, so that, that's mm. obviously very sad. But obviously some good times under him, but some very controversial times. We won't, dwell, we won't dwell on that, but with the new uh, Simon Cowell of Turkey, I won't <laughs> even try to pronounce it there, now coming in, you mentioned it sounds like the fans are coming back. Does, does the club feel like it's healing after that difficult time? Are you are you feeling positive about the future now with 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 ideally more players, more investment? What what's his plans and how are you feeling? You know, as a as a as a fan base about the new ownership and plans. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's as a, as fans of the club, you always want the hierarchy to be making decisions with the fans at the forefront of that decision. You know, you want to be involved. You want um, you want to be asked about it. You know. You, I think the the problem with the the previous regime was that it was, this is our way, accept it. Uh, If you don't like it, then bugger off. You know, you're not wanted. The fans are the soul of the club. And, you know, unfortunately for the alarms, I mean, Asem, who obviously passed away, uh, was the owner initially before he handed over to Ehab because of his poor health. But, you know, his, his their philanthropy in the city of Hull themselves, like the Alam family, they've done so much. They've plowed millions into like NHS buildings and, and the university campus. They, they, they've invested a lot into the city. And it's, it's, it's a shame that the legacy that a lot of the Hull City fans will remember is obviously the, the whole name change fiasco and the yeah. telling fans they can go die and the abolishment of OAP and concessions from um, the, the membership scheme. And unfortunately for them, their legacy is 8,000 in, in attendance regularly and, and relegations and no investment. And because they kind of had that selfish businessman approach where, well, if we're not getting it, then sod it. You're not having any more money and they stopped investing. And then we just stagnated for about four or five years. And hmm. so it's nice to 
Avenue, uh, an owner who comes in and genuinely cares about the city, cares about the fans. You know, he's, he's, he's he, he did, um, he flies over from wherever he is for the home games all the time without fail. So, um, you know, he's very committed to coming to the games. You know, he's, he's come in and I think wanted to build the perfect thing very quickly uh, and realize that you can't exactly do that. So it's nice to see that he's kind of learning um, as he goes along. And we, we, we knew full well that, him owning the club was going to be a learning curve and it's going to, it's going to have a bit of a few hurdles every now and again that we've got to get over, but he's learning now to be a bit less vocal on social media. So like um, the, the, the Pedro Martins deal uh, that they wanted to hire him for manager and they, they had pictures of him at the stadium meeting with the owner and everything like that, basically announcing him, but not officially. Yeah. And then obviously that didn't happen. So, you know, you left with egg on your face. So it's kind then with the Rosinia thing, we saw nothing from him. So it's kind of like he was advised. Yeah, maybe don't do that. Uh, kind of thing. And then the Rosini one came out of nowhere. So I, I'd like to see us try and approach the January transfer window a bit safer. Uh, I think it sounds like we're going to, I think a lot of focus has been on the amount of money we could have spent in the summer. But realistically, when you look at our spending over the last five, six years, we spent next to nothing and had the second lowest wage bill in the league last season. So we had a, a lot of wiggle room in that sense, to, you know, pay some players higher wages and get some, some higher caliber players in, which we desperately needed. Uh, and we had a very small squad too. So the fact that we signed so many players kind of just filled out that squad. But, you know, Rosini is going to want players now that he knows and trusts. So I, su- I suspect that it's going to be players have to leave for us to bring players in kind of thing, which which I'm not against. You know, we've got a big squad that, you know, when all fit, we're probably a very good squad. But if, if Rosie wants his own players, then so be it. But he cares about the fans is the most important thing. You know, he even went round to, he told a fan on Twitter, just because just they had a Turkish flag in their Twitter name, he was going to come round to their house and see him and have a drink. He did. He genuinely did. That he, is he, fantastic. <laughs> brilliant. I love a whole video from the club of him going around to this guy's house, sitting in the garden with him and his family, just having a coffee and that, talking to him about the city. And he's just took um, 300 fans on a uh, all expenses played oh, five-star holiday to Turkey. Yeah, I saw this. That's that's incredible. Right. Yeah, he, Likes he, everything, he, isn't it? He promised it. In a in an evening, uh, so he does regular Q and A's with the fans because he always. Oh, oh, this is which is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, right, yeah. I'm going to put an Italy flag in my uh, <laughs> in my profile picture. Mr. Pozzo <laughs> will see this, and someone will uh, open no. a pizzeria in your car. <laughs> that's all that's, that's going to happen, is it? That's all that's going to happen, basically, isn't it? Do you want yeah. Pozzo coming around to yours, though? Well, I mean, if it opened up a dialogue with the fans, then yes, yeah, I do, because nice. we don't have Q and A. So all it'd these things nice. that you're having yeah. would be fantastic where we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so. Yeah, but like I said, he's brought prices down. All the way fans will not pay any more than twenty pounds to come to the K, uh, to the MKM this season. That's amazing. Um, so he's doing the twenties plenty for all the away fans. Uh, he's brought ticket prices down for us. Uh, our attendances have jumped from nine thousand on average to sixteen thousand, I think. So the fans are coming back well, now. That's yeah, almost double, isn't it? That's, That's what it should be. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember. I, I hate to mention him because he's an absolute cockwomble, but we will. <laughs> uh, I remember going up there when Marco Silva was in charge, mm. you guys. I know that was a Premier League game, but my God, the atmosphere at, at your place when it's full, it's incredible. It's it's a, yeah. it's a, decent it's been a long stadium. time since we've yeah, seen yeah. that long time, and it's a shame because we know what it can be like. It all started a long time ago when Brucey resigned when we got promoted for, uh, in the playoff final against Chef Wednesday and then uh, Bruce didn't even make it through the summer before resigning because he didn't want to work under the alarms I'd, and then I'd rather get shingles than Steve Bruce turn up my club <laughs> he was good for us I think we're one of the few clubs that actually speak about him in yeah, a positive manner you did you did you did right well in that case we ought to get to where the rubber hits the road, which is the predictions. And obviously that's great news. And that, you know, we always say it's opposition, never enemy. You know, it's great that your, uh, your, your, your season, hopefully is going to start, you know, turn around. 
come Monday. But come <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> but come Sunday, we've got we've got our, our our prediction league to get to the league table as it stands at the moment. The EFL are doing shite, I'm afraid. But the good thing is you can't be anything other than above average because average is rubbish. Uh, (laughs) The EFL have seven points, seven points. Carl has 10 points and Justin is back on top with 12 points. So we always get the prediction from our guest, first of all. So, Ant, what do you think the prediction is going to be? It can be head, heart or anything you like, but you need to try to save the EFL if you possibly can. What do you think the score? going to be come Sunday at Vicarage Road. If you ever listen to me on any other podcast, um, I very, very, very rarely predict us to win. Um, I'm so used to Justin, it. Like, you like Justin, I'm, Justin, listen, I'm listening. listening. <laughs> I'm listening. My ears open. Yeah. It's a weird one because I don't quite, I'm expecting us to be vastly improved under Rosinia because of this month he's had with the players. Um, but I'm also well aware of the, the, the faults we've currently got and the attacking talent that Watford possess, whether or not you see that consistently enough is obviously up for a discussion, but I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, it's, I'm going to go for a one, one draw. Yeah. I'm going to go for a draw. Brilliant. <laughs> I'll sit on the fence. Bugger. Yeah. 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 Watch, watch Justin now start writing calculations out and what he can do other than if he can't go for a 1-1 one, one draw, yeah. which is excellent news. Carlos, the 1-1 one, one has gone. Nobody can yeah. predict you know, yeah. pre- the same thing as previously. Where's your money going other than on another fine pair of headphones? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but mine haven't got lights. These have got lights. Yeah, I know. It's really pissed me off, Baz. Yeah. yeah. And has awesome. come on with headphones. We're having a real case of headphone envy all over the place here. <laughs> This, Carl, this all Carl, started. Carl this all started he, because of you. Because I saw how how good they were, and I was like, "Oh, that's a bit of me." That is, but anyway. <laughs> Carl, Carl came on here. He was all Charlie Big Potatoes, and then Ant turns up with headphones, which have even got lights on. You know, I know what Justin's <laughs> been doing. He's been on Amazon since then. Yeah. Come on, Carlos. What are you predicting? I yeah, I, I'm with Ant. I mean, I, going, coming right out of the World Cup and bearing in mind there's going to be a few players missing for us, definitely, in, yeah. in terms of who's going to be up front. See, I would have said 1-1. One, one. This is really tough. I'm going to go 1-0 to Watford. Tight game. Yeah, 1-0 to Watford. I can see that. Justin, top of the table. Yeah. As you stand at this moment in time. Yeah. So 1-1's uh, gone, 1-0's gone. Did what you are you going to go for? Well, did you say earlier that you're conceding an average of two goals per game? And yeah. is that what you said? Well, yeah. that's, there's an average of two goals per game for a reason, isn't there? And that's an yeah. average. So um, I think I'm going to be a little bit more He's positive. Maps. I am. Well, I know it's not really maths. It's more kind oh, of. That. And, and, and what happens is if anybody takes 1-1, one, one, Justin gets all punchy at the base. I do. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I'm struggling now. I'm that's his score. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think in that case, I think we're going to score more than one goal, I, I think. When you say there's going to be people missing for us up front, Carl, are you referring to Saar? Who are you referring to missing up front? Pedro should Stop. be playing. Star will be missing. Our new boy will be, well, obviously can't play that everyone's talking about because it's not January yet. No, Keenan uh, will be playing, won't he? Hopefully. So we should have Keenan, we should have Pedro, potentially Saar as well. Won't have Saar. Saar won't play. You don't think? Nah. But he's he's not playing he, in the World he, Cup anymore. So. No, no, but he's bound to be injured, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's true. He, he, he'll have fallen he's made down. of biscuits. We could do with him being injured. If he, <laughs> he, will have, yeah, well. he, will have, he will have fallen down in first class somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 honestly, I cannot see him in playing, so he, he'll be out. Mm, do you think the Crow might play instead? I don't know. Now, if the crow plays whole, we're in trouble. <laughs> You're talking nonsense. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go two 0 Watford. There you go. I've said it. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. 
Here we go. 2 0, 2 0 Watford and a fantastic injury update from the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes team. On <laughs> yeah, Watford exactly. There. Yeah, brilliant. Based on absolutely feckle. I know. <laughs> absolutely. We're heading more towards <laughs> journalism every day here, aren't we? At an ever decelerating rate. Yes. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Oh, well, and look, sir, superb stuff. Glad to hear about any club in the championship that's on the up. Ownership is always a nightmare of an issue. You know, potentially. So it's glad, good to hear that, uh, that that you're all heading in the right direction. I've I've got a geography question, and can you help yep. me with it? Who's your big derby? Because it's all very confusing uh-huh. up there for me. It's uh, <laughs> it's all a bit close to everything, and I never yeah. know. So all Yorkshire teams, obviously. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. But local derbies, um, we don't have many of them because all the rest of them are crap. So it's it Scunthorpe, like Grimsby, Scunthorpe, York. Grimsby. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I know I know where I am now in the world. Yeah, Grimsby is a fishy place, isn't it, basically? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah. done, Carl. Grimsby is a fishy place. You really are. Your He's map not of wrong. the north is expanding. <laughs> He's not wrong, but <laughs> is that what they're known for? Being Ans- a fishy Ans- place. Ans from up north. He said I'm not wrong, so that'll do for me. Not wrong. Uh, yeah, Grimsby's they're, they're, so shit. That he's not even in Grimsby. Grimsby actually have fish on their club logo. They're called the Mariners. So there we go. That's as you can get, really. Yeah. That's it. Okay. There you go. If there's one thing we can do on this kind of, you know, opposition view podcast, it's bad mouth other teams that are involved <laughs> in this conversation. <laughs> what we're here to do. We might have to play them one day. And then what are we going to do? They go, oh, we heard you calling us fishy people. We're not coming on your podcast. Another one we have to chase. <laughs> you know, bloody hell. Bloody hell. Anyway, there we go. It's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you, Ant. Um, thank you very much for giving up uh, half an hour of your time. Um, and, uh, and as Peter says, from Monday, we hope your season is absolutely <laughs> spectacular. I mean, we want you to do yeah. really well, but obviously on Sunday, we might just park that thought. But yes, uh, it's been fantastic. And when, um, when we're coming up to you, hopefully we can uh, reciprocate and do this again. Absolutely. And we have to say a, would, huge, yeah. a huge thanks to, to James at... TalkSport Fan Network, because as you guys all know, we are moving over to the TalkSport Fan Network from the 17th of December, and Ant is already on the TalkSport Fan Network, and this is one of the many reasons why we went across, uh, you know, because you'll know that there have been certain clubs, we won't call them Birmingham or Middlesbrough or anything like that, but one quick call in and gets it all set up, which is great stuff. So, and thank you so much for coming on at such quick, short notice, and uh, and good luck from Bundy onwards. No, thank you for having me on. Been a pleasure. Top good man. man. Thank you very much. Cheers, and. Podcast Network. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.